0: Everybody, this is Savior. Sorry, I am one of your co-hosts, Katrina Rochelle. I'm here with my other co-host and podcast savant, Jose Angel.
1: Oh, still no friend, but okay.
0: I, I thought about saying it, <laughs> but I thought about complimenting you more than talking about our friendship. It's on the rocks lately.
1: Yes, I love compliments.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, but you know, Savior, sorry, this is where we talk about celebrities. Whether you like them, you hate them. Or indifferent, and about all the various scandals they've had, controversy, what? all the scandals they've had, or controversy. Con- Can I say it? <laughs> all the s- <laughs> I fucking hate you. You might keep this in. I hate you. I will fucking kill you, bro. <laughs> <I might. laughs> Controversies. Shit. They be causing controversy. <laughs> and we're gonna talk about them as simple as that all right (laughs) it's jose's time and i'm gonna stop talking because you know i'm embarrassed now (laughs) so who are we talking about today
1: today we'll be discussing aaron hernandez i think this is the first like actual true crime case we're covering and when i say that i mean like murder
0: oh yeah he did murder somebody we ain't talked about a murderer right, right no we haven't
1: no No, we have not. Um, Tatashi might be one, allegedly, but.
0: Oh, bang, bang. I'm sorry, this is serious.
1: I don't know why, but with other cases, I researched, like, towards the end, I was just done learning about them, and I was happy it was over. With Aaron Hernandez, I felt like I needed more and more, and there's just so much going on, so much we could focus more on, so much that one place covers, that the other leaves out. And Aaron does have a likability to him. Mm -hmm. I left in the most important parts, I feel like, so let's just get into it. I got most of this information from Aaron's brother, Jonathan Hernandez's book, The Truth About Aaron, from Aaron's defense attorney, Jose Baez's book, Unnecessary Roughness, and from the Netflix documentary, Killer Inside, The Mind of Aaron Hernandez. Well,
0: then I didn't read it. I mean, watch that because I was going to.
1: Yeah, but then I felt like I was being too biased with my research because two of those sources came from people on his side. So I listened to the Gladiator podcast, which did a really great job of including interviews with people that were in Aaron's life. And I almost feel with all this research, I'm the least prepared since there's so much. And I didn't want to do a two-parter, but I think I got covered for the most part. (laughs) Mm,
0: So what I'm hearing is you have a built-in excuse for not properly doing (laughs) all of your research like some other co-hosts. We I think say. I
1: over-researched what i said. Oh, say. Well,
0: I like how you flip that around.
1: <laughs> so Aaron was born November 6, 1989. That makes him a Scorpio.
0: Dang, you got a lot of Scorpios.
1: A lot of Scorpios. He was born and raised in Bristol, Connecticut. He was the second child of Dennis and Terry Hernandez. Dennis was known around town as the King. That was just like his nickname. And he was a custodian at night at the high school. And mom, Terry, worked there as a secretary.
0: I was expecting you was about to go into like a, a, a background, like a shady background. People don't get a King nickname usually
1: It's clean. The, <laughs> he got the King nickname from high school football. He went to the same high school that his sons went to. Uh,
0: one of those. Yeah. Okay. Legacy.
1: Yeah. And they were very well known around town. They were just like a sports family. Uh-huh. Okay. So, yeah, like you said, it was a legacy for his kids to play there, too. But you know how things could be behind closed doors. In Jonathan's book, he claims his parents argued every day that his dad would go out at night partying and come back really late, and that would cause more arguments. During one of these arguments, things got physical, which was not abnormal, but we were going to discuss this time so you get a better picture of how inside the household really was.
0: Okay. Eww.
1: Dennis came home late, and Terry is yelling at him, and she smashes a wall phone on his head and puts a cigarette out on his forehead. They make their way to the restroom, and I don't know if this was to try and keep it from the kids or what, because the kids are there witnessing all this, and Jonathan's nine and Aaron's six at this time. But Dennis starts smashing Terry's head into the restroom sink until she falls unconscious, and she just, like, slumps onto the floor. And then she yells out to the kids, do you see how much of a coward your father is hitting a woman?
0: Oh, Jesus, that whole scene sounds terrible.
1: Yeah, and... It's something that's obviously stuck with Jonathan throughout all these years. Uh-huh. Dennis was not only physically abusive towards Terry. Jonathan claims they would get hit for just about everything. He says if he was hitting one of the boys and the other brother would start crying, he would like go hit the other brother for being a pussy. He would say that's what he oh, would said. And we were get into Terry's toxic masculinity in a minute. Jonathan says one time he was doing homework before a basketball game. He had to have the homework done so he could go to the game. And he's just tapping his pencil on the desk while he's doing his homework. And this upset them Dennis because the next thing Jonathan knows is he feels a piercing pain in his head, right above his forehead. Dennis had stabbed him with the two metal prongs that you like connect to the wall from a vacuum cleaner. So like the plug-in part. What? Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my fucking God.
1: And then Dennis and Aaron go to the game, and when they come back, like, Jonathan's still bleeding everywhere because head wounds bleed a lot. Uh, Oh,
0: my God. Oh, my God. Just, that's, just, oh, just picturing that scene. Because that's not a very blunt object. Those prongs are not blunt. So, to pierce somebody's skin with that, and it's a child, the force you have to put behind that, oh, that's just. And on their head. Yeah, that's just. Oh, that's just fucking terrible it's horrifying
1: yeah and i don't know if this was just his anger dennis's anger or if the alcohol and he was abusing cocaine if this contributed to all that um jonathan does say that after this incident though dennis realized he had to like calm down so the abuse did like mellow out a little
0: hmm, mellow out. So it didn't stop though. He was just deciding that maybe because sometimes abusers say, Oh, they get in an incident. And, the, and this is just what I have observed from certain situations where they get more creative or they get more adaptable. So, Oh, I've been hitting you in visible places. Maybe I went a tinge too far and I'll start tapering off and hitting you in more discreet places or discreetly
1: and that's exactly what it is i think i was watching a dr oz interview i think that's where i saw that with jonathan on there and he said that his dad kind of had a rule where you know you don't hit him on the face so mm-hmm. he can hit them anywhere else but just not the face because you can see marks on the face
0: that's fucked up
1: yeah before we move off dennis i want to touch on his toxic masculinity There was this one time where Aaron is just standing there with his arms to his side, but his hands are like clasped in front of him. So kind of just a normal standing around and Dennis comes up to him and like pushes him and says, stop standing like a fucking F word slur for a gay man. Mm. And that was his like go-to word. It seemed like according to Jonathan, those types of comments were more directed towards Aaron than Jonathan. And, that's just how it seemed to me. Like it was more directed to Aaron. I don't know if that's because he had an inkling Aaron was gay and was trying to like stop him from being so. But Jonathan Jonathan said talking, standing, acting, hand movements, anything would be like up and scrutinized uh-huh. for Dennis, you know, to make sure they're being like a quote man.
0: Well, I've had some um ac- uh, run-ins with some people who would, uh, be accused of being very toxic, especially with their masculinity. And I, that could be, um, a reason maybe he had an inkling of maybe Aaron could be gay. Sometimes that's not true. And what I've seen is that, um, if, you have a boy who's a little bit more mild-mannered or more conservative and not as boisterous and rough and go around like with, like, you know, the typical image of what a boy is supposed to be, you know, that stupid shit. If they see him off to the side more, reading books, inter- interacting with animals, anything that is not seen as very aggressive, they uh they pick on him as a way to either, uh what do you want to say toughen them up in that dumb dumbass way or exactly to to put them down like well if you are going to do that uh, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna be shit around here like i'm gonna treat you worse than a human being i'm gonna treat you like um an inanimate object
1: and that's kind of how dennis was i mean he does get involved with the boys with sports but they had to be like macho men Aaron was a doofy kid growing up, always smiling. Jonathan claims, well, for the most part, Aaron was happy. He would get incredibly angry sometimes when they were playing and try to fight Jonathan. Wow. Aaron would later apologize and say he was sorry and that he just blocks out sometimes and doesn't know why he gets so mad. Maybe it was just growing up around so much violence that caused young Aaron to sort of copy that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was head injuries that he had when he was a child. During his childhood, he had two really bad head injuries. One, he was skating and he hit a wall and went head first and actually lost two of his teeth in the front. Dang. And another time, Jonathan and Aaron were playing around and Jonathan had a hammer and the hammer had actually broke off and it hit Aaron in his head. Ooh. This made Aaron bleed from the nose and ears. If you know anything about killers, a lot of them actually do suffer head trauma as a child. So I just wanted to include these along with everything else, because it seems like we are having the perfect formula for a killer.
0: Yeah. It's kind of, I guess, anything else that happens with Aaron, you kind of see his background and all this other shit shaped him. And I'm guessing in a negative ass way.
1: Yeah. And, and all this, like, I mean, it's possible they could have, but I never see like Jonathan say they took him to the doctor. It was more like he just got over it.
0: Uh, I mean, Yeah, I I could see that because also you don't know when the abuse is peppered into this. So you take them to a hospital, you risk um, CPS, the law, everybody else getting involved, knowing your business. They're officially being a paper trail.
1: Exactly. If
0: this didn't come out into the book, of course, a lot of this shit was probably shoved under the rug as and they just grew up.
1: Yeah. I feel like when someone has an abusive parent, people expect that parent to be abusive all the time, which is not always the case. Dennis was a strict parent and went too far, but he definitely was involved with the boys when they got older. He would p- push them to be great in sports. The family saw sports as a way to get into good college. I kind of feel like a Joe Jackson situation where they make a shitty parent, but they push them so hard that they actually do become great at what they're doing.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate because you don't want them you don't want people thinking that tactic actually sh- works. They they had extraordinary children who um who under their abusive leadership led them to do great things, but being abusive to those children did not make them the superstars that they were. I I mean, I still think it's possible you could still have a Michael Jackson or a aaron hernandez without all the abuse
1: yes aaron pretty much excelled at all sports but was the best in football as far as i could see he was always the tight end position besides when he first started he was a wide receiver i tried to look up where a tight end was but besides like quarterback i don't know anything about football and only watch halftime shows
0: bro that's the one of the one of the least ones i know about i know a tight end t-e Wide receiver, WR. I know that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, but he was a great tight end. When Aaron was a freshman and Jonathan was a senior, they actually got to play on the same varsity team. This made their father really happy. Jonathan says one time after a game, Ashley moved their father to tears, and it was just like this heartfelt moment where this man's man would break down over sports.
0: Oh my gosh, I, I I love that, but I also wish like. Under no consequences. Like, I wish they could have went to their father and said, stop crying, you little pussy.
1: Which they say in the book, like, they joked around when, but it wasn't, like, anything mean. It was a, just a heartfelt moment.
0: Yeah. Fuck him, though, look <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I'm just saying.
1: Aaron allegedly also began experimenting with at least one guy around this time. Dennis Sansouci.
0: Wait, who, what was his name?
1: Dennis Sansouci.
0: Hmm. I'm just saying. There's a lot of people out right there. I mean that sounds like sounds like some issues with your father.
1: <laughs> but I mean, on... <laughs> I can I can't talk.
0: I mean, I got my own daddy issues, but I'm just saying.
1: So I'm just going to refer to him as San Susie, so not to confuse him with the other dentists.
0: Me too. Yeah, so, don't confuse me.
1: San Susie came forward after Aaron's death and claimed he had a somewhat of a relationship with Aaron from seventh grade to junior year of high school. It wasn't really a relationship. They were best friends, and Sam Susie was the quarterback of the team in high school. They just experimented, and they had sex, but it wasn't anything exclusive. They both had girlfriends throughout. Around this time, Aaron was dating Shayana, who we will talk about later. With Aaron's father being so homophobic, I could see why this would be something Aaron would want to hide and why Aaron would feel ashamed about yeah. Also, also, when Aaron was in elementary school, he was sexually abused by an older teen. One of his lawyers, George Leontire, claims Aaron confided in him that he felt like being abused as a child turned him gay. Oh,
0: damn, that's hard shit to deal with. All at all at that young ass age. Yes. You, you got abusive, you got an abusive household and an abusive environment. You feel like you can't be yourself, and then you get sexually assaulted. And in your mind, it's it's messing with the way you feel like you want to be or the way you think. Even though a lot of people don't feel like that, some people, I mean, I feel like you're allowed to feel however you feel. I don't think that turned him gay. But in the environment that he was in and the type of father he had, all that stuff jumbled in your brain and then that happening to you definitely would mess me up as
1: well. Yeah, all this stuff about Aaron being gay is alleged. Not that there is anything wrong with him being gay or bi or anything in between. We just don't know. Yeah, Aaron has never publicly stated if he was, but it does come up a lot. Mm. On January 6, 2006, when Aaron was 16, his father Dennis died from complications from a hernia surgery.
0: Damn, I didn't know he died. I feel bad saying all that stuff I was saying, but it was <laughs> it was deserved. But I don't like hearing when people die yeah. if you talk shit about them. <laughs>
1: Almost a thousand people from the town attended the viewing. This kind of set Aaron, I don't know if you want to say loose or free or wild. And Aaron doesn't really have to answer to anyone anymore.
0: Yeah, he probably wild out.
1: Yeah, so Jonathan, the brother, is away at college. And Aaron starts hanging out with his cousin, Tanya Singleton. She's about 15 years older. And Tanya's house is like the party house where anything goes.
0: (laughs) Bro. He's 16. He ain't he hanging out with a 30-something-year-old cousin? Yeah. Her shit was not together.
1: Uh, I, she kind of does become a mother figure for him, though. Mm. She's just wild. <laughs> <a little. laughs> so, Tanya's husband starts going to games with Terry, the mom. And they're going on smoke breaks together, and they're just getting her a lot closer. And Tanya accuses them of being together. And they deny it, but when Tanya kicks out Jeffrey, the husband, he goes and he lives with Terry and Aaron.
0: And this, this is a whole bunch of shit going down.
1: It really is. This was too much for Aaron and he just lost his father and now there's a new man in his house. And so he goes to live with Tanya. So they kind of swapped houses.
0: Mm-hmm. Sounds weird to me.
1: Yeah. Tanya would come back in the story a little later, but He stays there for a little bit and Aaron meets his lifelong friends, Ernest Wallace and Carlos Ortiz at Tanya's house. They are a little rough around the edges, but they're like party friends. Mm -hmm. Mostly Aaron just smokes a bunch of weed and drinks, but that
0: that sounds like a (laughs) terrible time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So it's not really anything that bad like smoking weed, but he's just doing it all day every day. Aaron does not stay at Tanya's house for long because at just 17, he gets accepted to the university of Florida. Aaron ends up graduating from high school early so he can go to college. And it's not like he had good grades. He wasn't a good student. It was just so he could be on the football team.
0: So like he graduated early just because of his skill.
1: Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) That's
0: that's the power though.
1: It is. So on April 28, 2007, Aaron is out with some of his football teammates. One of them is Tim Tebow and really? they go.
0: Wait, I'm what? sorry. Repeat that again. You said
1: he was with, what? So Aaron's with his football teammates, his college football teammates. And one of them is Tim Tebow.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. I got you now. I got you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they go to a bar and someone says they're paying for the drinks. And it's just like confusion. And I saw some sources say a manager, some say a waiter, but a worker at the bar is like, Hey, you need to pay for your drinks. And Aaron and him go back and forth over it. And Tim Tebow saying they were paid the bill. You know, they just don't want any trouble. And it ends with Aaron punching the guy and busting his eardrum. Damn. The bar does not end up pressing charges and nothing comes up, comes of it. Again, Aaron was like 17 at this time.
0: They was trying to bury that shit because he was apparently a star in the making.
1: Yeah, exactly. They, they really are. That's what. A lot of the sources did say that's why the charges were not pressed because it's a college town. And they know if they fuck up with this football player, like it's going to be bad on them, the bar.
0: And then that's like, you got to you got to. Okay, so I don't know the whole story about what happens with Aaron Hernandez, but I pretty much know the two biggest things that happen. So knowing that you come back to like a critical decision like this, like, okay, he gets into this big ass bar fight as a college athlete bust like causing some real bodily harm what could have happened if he got arrested if he got reprimanded yeah you, don't, you i mean it could have ended up worse it could have ended up better but you just never know because and, everybody was so focused on oh he's so great we want him to be a superstar we want him to be rich and famous they didn't give a fuck about how he was getting there
1: they really did it. the team actually has a like an unofficial lawyer to help these boys when they get in trouble. So September 30th of 2007, Corey Smith, Justin Glass, and Randall Kaysen are driving down the street and five bullets enter their car. Mm -hmm. Smith is hit in the head, Glass is hit in the arm, and Kaysen is unharmed. A week previously, Kaysen claims he got into it at a club with Maurice and Mike Pouncey and Reggie Nelson and Aaron Hernandez. They bumped into them on the night of September 30th, and it's about someone claiming that Kaysen stole a chain. So they try to steal the chain off of Kaysen's neck, but it doesn't break off because he says it's too thick. And later when they're in the car, that's when the five shots happen when they're at a red light. And Kaysen is able to identify one. He says it was the Hawaiian one or the Hispanic one. Talking about Aaron who shot five shots into the car. Mm-mm-mm. Kaysen later says it was not Aaron who was the shooter. And the case is never solved. But I don't know what caused him to change his story.
0: I mean, he either got bought out or, you know, the people behind him was like, bro, you can't snitch.
1: It It could have been, yeah. All three men luckily did survive the shooting and Aaron did not talk to police because he asked for his lawyer, which is kind of smart. You should always ask for your lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, but Corey Smith, I believe did like have to relearn how to walk, how to talk, like, cause he got shot in the head.
0: Yeah. That's crazy as hell. Like you ain't even in nobody's business. You just a, a, a casualty.
1: Yeah. He was just there. By Aaron's junior year in college, his coach pretty much tells him he has to go pro or, you know, he's not going to make it in college. He's failed one drug test. He's not going to classes. And it's surprising that he only failed one drug test because Aaron claims to have smoked every day and says he was high every time he went onto the field. Uh, so they maybe he either, has
0: somebody do it for
1: him. Yeah, they were either not testing him or he was using someone else's pee or something along those lines.
0: God damn, so, I should have got skinny so I could get in sports. <laughs> if I if I got skinny and could have played one good sport well, maybe that shot put I didn't do, <laughs> I could have got away with murder.
1: Maybe. I mean, it's not too late for you to get into sports.
0: <laughs> I thought you <she> was gonna <laughs> I thought was gonna say shape. Bro, some ships have passed. <laughs> the sports ship has passed as well. <laughs>
1: So in 2010, he is drafted. He was considered a second round draft pick, but actually didn't get drafted into the fourth round because teams were concerned about some behavior issues and his weed use. Mm -hmm. The Patriots end up picking him up and his signing bonus is smaller than the other fourth round picks. Aaron's signing bonus is 200,000 and not the expected 500,000. But if Aaron did good and, you know, stayed out of trouble, he could earn more
0: yeah like a bonus or something
1: yeah yeah
0: because i heard like this is the one thing i do know about like uh nfl nba wise is like salary wise even if you get like cut or um traded or whatever in the nba what you got is what you got is guaranteed in the nfl even what you get you technically can lose some of that if you don't go to practice, if you get cut by a team, if you don't do this. So it's like, even if you make it in the NFL, you definitely could not, you could definitely not be one of, I mean, the appearances is that you're well off and you're making money, but you could definitely still uh, be outwaged by somebody making a, a good living at a career, like a doctor.
1: Yeah, I think the surgeon or the signing bonus they get all at once, but the rest of their pay it is like spread out through the year, so they could yeah. lose it. Aaron's behavior on the team wasn't really bad, but it wasn't really normal either, according to Brandon Lloyd, who had a locker next to Aaron's. Brandon said he was warned about Aaron by another teammate. He said Wes Welker, the other teammate, said, quote, I just want to warn you that he's going to talk about being bathed by his mother. He's going to have his genitalia out in front of you while you're sitting on your stool. He's going to talk about gay sex. Just do your best to ignore it. Even walk away.
0: Interesting.
1: I don't know if this is some of the odd behavior issues that teams were worried about.
0: And this is coming from players, right? Yes. Hmm, interesting.
1: But the team did find him a little odd. Aaron also was very prone to mood swings. One minute he'd be joking around and happy. And the next minute he would be asking, is he good enough to play? He'd be dating angry He'd be storming off.
0: And that could be with him or it could have something to do with all those goddamn head injuries.
1: Yes. So during the 2011 playoffs against the Broncos, Aaron does suffer a concussion. It is the only one ever listed on his injury report. And besides one time in high school, he is always able to just shred it off and play it through. It d- it does make you wonder how many concussions he had. That, that were he could just shred off. Yeah. yeah. What
0: the fuck is that about? And
1: a lot of the time they give you like a a shot. Um, it's like a painkiller. So you can keep playing. Mm. That's Jonathan- a hell
0: of a painkiller.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan, Aaron's brother claims after this game with the Broncos, Jonathan and a few other people ride back for Aaron and Aaron is driving. He sees a cop like directing traffic, not even paying any attention to Aaron, and Aaron just starts freaking out. He's looking around the car, and when the cop tells him to like stop, Aaron just starts driving crazy and like almost hits the cop. Jonathan doesn't know if he had anything in the car, but he kept looking at the glove box. So Jonathan Maybe he had a gun.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: And at around this time, Aaron is collecting a lot of guns and knives, and he's usually holding one. He starts saying people are after him, and I don't know if this is head trauma related, criminal activity related, or maybe just, he just likes guns,
0: or like both. Yeah, because I'm thinking glove box. You only keep guns and napkins in that bitch.
1: Yeah, and I forget which source I saw it on, but mm-hmm. some people. One source claimed that he actually had, like, secret compartments put into his car so he can have a gun. And it's not like he has a record. Like, he can have a gun legally, but he's not oh, buying yeah. them legally.
0: <laughs> he's, he can be a gun owner, but he's trying to get them, them illegal guns, probably semi-automatics and all that other stuff.
1: Yeah. So, at 22 years old, Aaron gets a $12.5 million signing bonus
0: and he was moving up
1: yes this is the largest signing bonus ever for a tight end at the time and it goes to show that you know he was a great tight end i know nothing about football but i know a little about money and i know and if i know doing...
0: about some tight ends
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to pay someone 12, 12.5 million as a signing bonus it, it, that must mean he's great and that's not even a full check he has a he has a $40 million contract.
0: Mm. But he got 12. Okay. Yeah. At least for starters. Yes. Okay.
1: In 2012, Shayana, Aaron's high school girlfriend, who he has known since elementary school, becomes pregnant. And soon after, they are engaged. Through Shayana, Aaron meets Odin Lloyd. Odin has been dating Shayana's sister, I believe it's Shania. The names are very similar. So every time I see them together, it messes me up.
0: Okay. So let me, before you f- you go forward, let me make sure I have this. Because even though you didn't say that much, I, I got lost a second. <laughs> so you got Aaron and uh, I'm going to just Shayana. say Shay, Shay together. And then he meets uh, the other dude who dates her sister.
1: Yes. Odin Lloyd is dating Shania. And that's how they meet.
0: Okay. I got it now. Just wanted to make sure.
1: The sisters are always hanging out. So, you know, that means Odin and Aaron hang out. Uh,
0: Okay. All
1: and right. they did along. Odin Lord played semi-pro football and liked smoking weed. And that was pretty much Aaron's life. He smoked <laughs> weed and he did football. On June 16, 2013, Aaron Hernandez texted his friends from back home, Carlos Ortiz and Ernest Wallace. He was going to have them come down and he texted them, you can't trust anyone anymore. On June 17, 2013, at 2.30 a.m., Aaron picks up Lloyd in her rental car. Lloyd texts his sister three text messages. Do you know who I'm with? NFL. Just so you know. Mm. And his sister just thought he was like bragging or something. Like she didn't even pay attention to the messages. I've seen some theories that Odin was murdered because he was going to out Aaron as being gay. But I feel like that is just speculation. There's no real information that solidifies any real motive for Aaron killing Odin Lloyd. Lloyd is discovered at an industrial park just one, or less than one mile from Aaron's house. And he has four bullet wounds in his body.
0: Dang, so, well, first of all, Aaron definitely wasn't in his right mind I mean he didn't even put any effort into hiding this murder
1: yeah no effort at all
0: yeah and then second of all I gotta feel for the dude because I he didn't spell it all out in those text messages but something tells me of course those text messages had to be purposeful in some way so I'm thinking Maybe as he's in that car with Aaron, he's seeing this situation is just not turning out, or it could go weird. So he's just trying to let somebody, anybody, know who the hell he's with, just in case something I've goes been wrong.
1: in those sketchy situations. I've touched you not that long ago where I'm oh like, my gosh. Hey, bro. I'm <laughs> with this person, like I'm with this person if shit happens, like you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, you definitely have.
1: Just so you know, because and so this is his friend, and he's with. Two of Aaron's friends, like, why would he be texting this? So, oh, something... they were
0: all in the car,
1: yes, they were all in the car. Um, yeah,
0: that was oh, yeah,
1: no. so, but that is scary that he probably knew before he was going to die that he was going to die. Yeah, that's so. Up. Yeah. At first, the police say Aaron is not a suspect, but the car that he had rented was evidence because Odin Lloyd had keys to the car in his pocket, which I don't know if it was a spare key or how he got the key, but it was in his pocket.
0: Like, did they forget that this man registered it under his name? Hernandez? It's, yeah. <laughs> oh my so, gosh.
1: While Aaron is being questioned by police, he sends a text to Shayana on June 19, 2013. He texts her go in the back of the screen in the movie room. There is a box, just in case you are looking for it. This is believed to be code for Shayana to get rid of evidence. Some of the security footage at the home is destroyed, but not all. And we'll get back to the footage when we talk about the court case.
0: Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I would have destroyed it all. I'm pouring water <laughs> on everything.
1: I Yeah, I don't know why they did not destroy all the footage.
0: I mean, if, if she don't know what happened, then she's not going to do it. But him, it seems like his whole mental state is everywhere. So the keys in the pocket, whether that was... um Lloyd having them already, or Aaron, or one of the accomplices, com- accomplices, complices. Yes, <laughs> well, I don't know what you do when the plural. <laughs> put them in his pocket. Or they 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 dumped them a mile away. He less found, than a mile. Less than a mile away from his actual house, and it, he was very openly presented. It, it, I don't know something. To, I don't know why. what happened that you killed him so fast, and that you. I don't know. Yeah, I don't there's... know why I keep talking. there
1: there is rumors like he felt disrespected he was talking to someone that aaron didn't like but it i mean there's no justifiable reason to kill him obviously
0: yeah you're right
1: but it doesn't make sense on why he was murdered it's
0: it's nonsensical
1: yes and there's actually footage on the netflix show where it shows like aaron at the gas station and all these reporters just like surrounding him and uh, Aaron's like paying no no attention to them. Like <laughs> really? he's just like pumping his gas, and like it it was becoming a big case.
0: Like were they yelling, and screaming questions at him, type thing?
1: Yeah, like and he's just you know he runs to the pump, gets it out, pumps his gas, goes back to his car.
0: Is he straight faced too?
1: He's straight faced. Like he doesn't. That man's give, a killer. He doesn't give any type of reaction.
0: I'm gonna look at this. I I gotta I gotta <laughs> look at this video. I'm so, gonna look it up and see if I find it.
1: On June 26, 2013, Aaron is arrested for the murder of Odin Lloyd. Just 90 minutes after Aaron's arrest, he is cut from the Patriots team.
0: Man, a whole 90 minutes they waited.
1: <laughs> During the investigation to Odin's case, the police discover a silver SUV at Tanya's Aaron's cousin's house. The silver SUV is linked back to a double homicide in 2012. Mm-mm. In 2012, Safiro Furtado and Daniel De Abreu were shot and killed at a red light. Allegedly, it started over a spilled drink on Aaron in a club and Aaron pulls up to them later that night and says something out the window and when they look over, Aaron shoots into the car. Jesus. This case cannot be tried at the same time as the other one and... I'm just a spoiler. He does end up being acquitted for this case. I don't know if it's a combo of Jose Baez, who is more famously known as getting Casey Anthony off.
0: Oh, I don't even know how that was even fucking possible.
1: Yeah, Jose Baez is just like an extremely good defense attorney.
0: Oh, that's what we're calling him.
1: Yeah, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Or it could also be in the case that there was an unreliable witness, Alexander Bradley, who was a former friend of Aaron's and a drug dealer who also had a civil lawsuit against Aaron because he claims Aaron shot him in the face. So Alexander Bradley was shot in the face in February, but he does not go to cops with it. He just makes a civil lawsuit against it. And I think in the case, they make it seem like it was Alexander Bradley who killed them, not Aaron. Be over a drug deal gone wrong, so they put that reasonable doubt in there.
0: Mhm. So you you really can't. It's not beyond a reasonable doubt.
1: Yeah. On January 15, 2015, the trial finally starts for the Odin Lloyd murder. Something's about the trial. Before we wrap this up, is there's video when Aaron gets home, and you can clearly see what looks like a gun in Aaron's hand. And Shayana's on the stand and they, the prosecutor's asking her, does that look like a gun? And she's just plain dumb. She's like, I don't know. It just looks black. So they zoom in and she's like, well, now it just looks like a blob. And they have her on camera taking a trash bag out. And you can see like the outline of a box. And they're saying they believe it's like the gun lock box that she threw out. And they're saying, Did you look in the box? And she said, No. And she's like, Why not? And I didn't want to know what was in it. And exactly
0: plausible deniability. Why? Yeah. Get-
1: <laughs> and they say, um, where did you throw it out? And she says, a dumpster. And they said, Do you know where the dumpster is? And she says, Nope, On just the a corner. dumpster. <laughs> and and <laughs> she's um
0: she's a riveting storyteller.
1: Okay. <laughs> Something about her. She just holds herself so well and she kind of... I don't want to... She seems know, cold. I. She doesn't seem cold because she seems very caring to
0: Okay. I was Aaron. just throwing out words. Anyway. Yeah.
1: She does seem very caring to Aaron, but she's like a ride or die. Like, you know, she could have turned on him. She could have did everything, but she did not.
0: So this she is stayed what, very loyal. What... Okay, so I don't know a lot of things. I always say that whenever you do one. I don't know a lot of things about the case, but I know some things. I did see that video of him coming into the thing because I remember when the case was happening, they kept saying, oh, a video of uh, Aaron Hernandez with a gun or whatever. And it it does definitely look like he's like shoving a gun in his pants or he has a gun. So it's like, why do you even have a gun? You're a football player. So first of all, you're guilty. I don't, I don't even trust you. Second of all, uh, my, my theory is that if Aaron, I mean, granted, it was his attorney, but you said Aaron um, confided in his attorney that he was sexually assaulted. Yes. All, all I can think about is with the amount of time he, I'm going to just call her Shay because I forgot what her full name was that quick. It, the amount of time he's known Shay, and you said it was a, from elementary school to high school to now they're engaged or married, they have the, the child.
1: And he's 23.
0: Oh yeah, it's twenty three now. So it's like she could have been one of the few people in this world who knew his entire background, or who at least knew the secret parts of himself. So if she knows so many things about him, the good and the bad, and she's in it, she's locked in. She now has a baby by this person. She's going to, I guess, follow through it. Now, it's, why wouldn't she now? It's not like she has. It's not like he can hide anything from her because she knows who he is. Whether that be maybe the rumors about his sexuality, maybe it's the rumors about his criminal activity. If she knows about it, all she can do is um, play Stevie Wonder, act like she don't see it. But of course, make sure she does everything in her power that he doesn't get caught until he does and she could just back it up by saying she don't know nothing.
1: Yeah, and um, she does the forward in the Jose Baez book, And she says if he was gay or bi, she didn't know, which I don't know if she wouldn't have known. But she says that she would have loved him regardless. Yeah,
0: she probably wouldn't have cared. By then, they had a lot of time in.
1: Yeah. And I was watching clips on YouTube with her on the Dr. Phil show, and she's doing an interview there. And I, she just how she talks about things like she knows how to answer questions without selling out Aaron. Because honestly, she could do a tell-all book and say you know he was gay he did this Mm -hmm. he did that I know he's a murderer and she can make millions but she has always stayed yeah she has always stayed by his side like I don't know if she got paid for any of the interviews or anything but she has always spoken very highly of Aaron Hernandez
0: it kind of makes it's, it's a little actually sad when you bring it up like Aaron had the way you describe it and the thing is If you're not even going into full detail, there's so much more. But he had such a terrible childhood. And then he finds this girl who I guess is a rock for him. But because of so much trauma that's happened, both to his probably his body and his life, and him not doing anything about it, like going to a doctor or a psychiatrist or anything, it's just compounding. So he has somebody who could really love him and be good for him, but he's just still in this life that he honestly doesn't have to live. Yeah. Like if it I don't his life could have been so much better if different choices were made, if people would have acted sooner or people would have gave more about uh, human interest than uh th- their pockets.
1: And there's jailhouse tapes that they show on the Netflix, we're well, not show, but you can listen to the tapes on the Netflix show and it's shayana and aaron talking and you know he's like "Oh, right i asked you something and she kind of says it joking but she's like what kind of shit are you to ask me for now aaron and like so she has probably done some shit for him besides Mm -hmm. getting rid of that lockbox, and he just asked her for like some harry potter books and gotcha then when he calls another time and she's mad he's like are you mad are you upset and she's like well they're doing a search warrant and He's like, oh, well, I'm just going to let you go because you seem mad. I'm not sure to put my daughter on the phone. And she's like, how are you going to try to get off the phone when I, we're in this because the shit you've done? So she knows something, I, in my opinion. Um, but she has. She still claims she thinks he's innocent. She thinks he might have been there wrong place, wrong time, but he was not the gunman. Mm-hmm.
0: She's just basically saying, this, this is your fault. And you're gonna hang up on me, bro? You
1: ready to yeah. stay on
0: this phone with my mad ass?
1: And when you go into the courtroom, Shayana is on the side of the defense, sitting behind Aaron. And then on the prosecutor's side is Shania,
0: her sister.
1: And they ask her on the stand, Shay, they're like, Are you guys estranged? And she's like, mm. And she's she's like, I think we were close before. And they were close, but you know. This has, from what I saw, divided them.
0: Yeah, I, I could, I could definitely tell that 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 probably would have happened, and that could also be another reason why she's mad as hell on the phone.
1: Yeah, like there's footage. Something
0: happened. You kill my sister's boyfriend. It upends our life, like just me, you, and the baby, and now my whole family relationship with my sister is altered.
1: There's footage of after shania the sister got you know the call about odin being murdered her and shayana are just like hiding and they're just like you know Shania's just crying and it's in the home it's the home footage but it's just devastated and someone in the courtroom is odin lord's mom and when they're talking about it you know she just breaks down she has to be taken out the courtroom and Mm. it it does suck that his he was murdered, and his story does kind of get overshadowed because of Aaron's Aaron.
0: story. Aaron, yeah. Oh, that's an... Oh, yeah. Ugh, yeah. It's so fucking terrible. Because it's like, oh, yeah, we, we you do feel bad for Aaron and everything that's happened. But at the end of the day, and this is rumored, he could have took more than one life. It's like... Exactly. He, he took somebody away. And... Not only do you not have your person because he took him away, all you hear about is the suspect. Yes, you you don't hear the celebration of life for for Lloyd.
1: No, and I mean he was only twenty seven, but you know he had a life, and it it does just get overshadowed. It's very sad.
0: Yeah. That, uh, yeah. Now that you mention it, I uh, can't even say nothing because it, yeah, that's sad as hell. Is everybody.
1: All the families in here have been devastated over yeah, this. Yeah, and they're like, so it, it's not a happy con- ending.
0: Yeah, they're so deeply connected, so it hurts them on multiple sides.
1: Yeah. So another person in the trial who had to take the stand was Aaron's cousin Tanya. Tanya is suffering from breast cancer at the time, but sh- that does not stop her. She refuses to testify. Oh. Wh- which I'm all for getting justice, and to be clear, I. Do believe aaron murdered odin lloyd but i don't know if i believe that people should be forced to testify because she is held in contempt and like put in jail
0: yeah i hate that
1: and like you know i'm for justice but tanya is going to defend her cousin like she she just refused to speak at all
0: so she wasn't like she didn't agree to be a witness no so what they must have done is threatened her, like, oh, well, if you don't try if you don't testify, you can get charged with obstruction of justice or some bullshit like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: because she did try to get the two people, um, Ernest and Carlos. She tried to get them out of town like after the murder happened.
0: Oh um, low-key, that is obstruction of justice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: and mean, then with the S U V in the other car, in the other case, sorry. You know, it was in her garage.
0: Well, I mean, now that you mention it, maybe Tanya trying to hide some skeletons in her closet low-key.
1: I think that she was just very loyal to Aaron. So he does have these two very loyal women in his corner.
0: That are both very loyal accessories.
1: (laughs) Yes. And I believe Shayana did strike a deal of immunity. So she did get rid of the evidence, but she testified... Technically, it's against Aaron, but she did not, in my eyes, testify against Aaron. She was loyal. Uh-huh. Some evidence that proved Aaron murdered Lloyd. There was a blunt with Aaron's DNA next to Lloyd's body, and the Swishers were the same brand Aaron had bought what? earlier that day. There is a footprint that matches the shoes Aaron had on. The rental car had a shell casing which had some blue licious gum attached. The gum was the same one Aaron bought when he brought, when he bought the swishers. As
0: and the, this, yeah, this man was messed
1: up. And the security footage shows Aaron, Carlos, and Ernest arriving home. At the time, it would have taken them to go from killing Odin Lloyd to arrive to Aaron's house. And I, I think it's pretty open and shut case from the evidence. I
0: mean, you don't even have to open it.
1: Yeah. like
0: he did uh, like he read the textbook of what not to do and immediately forgot like what you're not supposed to do when you're committing a murder that's why i feel like yeah his head had to be messed up how could you do these things and not want to get caught is what i mean like if he did all those things and was waiting to be and, and, and surrendered himself okay but he did all these things and then promptly and is just denying them as soon as he's confronted it makes no sense He put a blunt out that he had in his mouth,
1: which has DNA
0: next to a dead body. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't mean to just treat Lloyd as a dead body. I'm just talking about it, like the scene. Yeah, that's just crazy.
1: So he is found guilty of that in a sentence with life in prison without the possibility of parole. And he was sentenced on April 15, 2015. On April 14, 2017, Aaron is acquitted of the Dobro Homicide. And Jose Baez is now his attorney. And they are planning to appeal the Odin Lloyd case at that time.
0: Because they're thinking if he got one, uh, if he gets one, he can get another one dropped.
1: Yes. Which and is crazy. He possibly could have. I mean, there's nothing proving that he was the shooter, it just proves that he was there. It's a
0: lot of circumstantial, but it seems like his DNA evidence, shoot.
1: If Jose Baez got Casey Anthony off, he can probably get anyone off.
0: <sighs> that bitch was crazy. I just, yes. Oh, my God. Can't. I just. Bitch. I'm sorry. for are back <laughs> But Casey Anthony. Oh, 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 just I, every time she steps on the floor, I want it to be glass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Broken glass. That's all I'm just saying. Yeah. She, she, I mean. But anyway. Um, April 19, 2017, just a few days after his acquittal, Aaron Hernandez is found hanging in his cell naked. He had put something over the door so the COs couldn't look in. He put cardboard under the door to make it hard to open. He put shampoo on the floor to make the floor slippery. And he had written in blood on his forehead, John 316, which is, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. He also left three suicide notes, one for Shayana, one for his daughter, and one for his attorney, Jose Baez. I saw claims that Aaron wrote his day lover or wrote Illuminati on the walls in blood, but those seemed to be just rumors, and there was nothing to prove that.
0: Yeah, I heard that too. That was, that's, it's all sad either way.
1: Yeah. Before we end this, I want to talk about maybe why Aaron killed himself. He had just been acquitted of a case and he was appealing the other one. So it doesn't make a lot of sense. One reason could be there is, there used to be a law where if you're appealing your case and you die before you're, you know, the, you'd have a chance to appeal it, you Mm -hmm. are declared innocent. So at first he was declared innocent, but then the prosecutor, the prosecutors appealed and his guilty ruling was reinstated. And I don't know why he would want that, but there's claims <laughs> that he was talking about it before he died. And I don't know if it's money or what would like, why that would change anything. Or
0: it's not your only conspiracy theory. Cause I'm, I think I have one now.
1: No, it could be around this time. They were more talks about him being gay. So Is it possible he did not want the world to know that he was gay or bi? Or there were reports of Aaron going on a K2 drug binge when he was in prison that could have affected his mind. His drug screen did come back clean after, but I'm not too sure if K2 would even show up on there.
0: That's true. K2 is crazy.
1: Yes. Lastly, after his death, they studied his brain and Aaron was in stage three of CTE. And I'm going to try to say this, what CT is, but it's a big word. <laughs> so, <laughs> CTE is chronic, trauma- chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Encephalopathy. Basically, what they say is Aaron had it and... It made his brain like three times older than what it was. And it causes it's caused from repeated blows or a concussion. And it's usually in like football players. And it can cause mood sweeps, can cause problems with behavior, such as anger or being impulsive impulsive, or can start to look like Alzheimer's. Could this have been what made Aaron kill himself at 27 or to kill Odin Lloyd? Or- you know, explain his behavior issues.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, actually. And that's what that's kind of the road I was going on. I was thinking you're talking about all these concussions, those big two incidents as he was a child. um, All the all the stuff to happen as a football, the pro pro football player. And I'm just thinking you got these these murder reps. You're in prison maybe you're just in such pain, even though you're going through the motion of trying to clear your name and trying to get out that in the back of your mind, well, not even in the back of your mind, your mind switches up so frequently, you change moods and behavior so frequently that maybe in the back of his mind now, he's like, okay, I, I'm tired of living this life, not not saying he should have killed himself, not advocating for anything of the sort, but maybe he was done with it. Maybe he was in excruciating pain and figured that was the only way to end it, which and- is unfortunate and uh, terrible. But I, the way his life is going I, I and he was trying to get out, I could only see physical pain being one of those reasons where you just need to free you. He felt he could free himself via suicide. He's choosing his way out. He's choosing his last words to say to the most important people. And by putting that scripture on his forehead, I'm guessing he's giving them. He's letting everybody know the message that he wants to leave everyone with, which is I, I'm I might be leaving this earth, but I'm looking forward to um, eternal glory.
1: Yeah. I
0: or I feel like my soul could be saved.
1: I think it was in Jonathan's book where he does talk about Aaron saying he had headaches in prison and he would um, get hot and cold, hot and cold. And that's why he was he was naked because he would like, you know, get too hot and have to take off his clothes.
0: Mm, bro, I get hot. I mean, sorry, The same even no. <laughs> I didn't mean a joke, but oh, my God, I could not be in prison with no AC. I'd be hot as hell.
1: So as for his legacy, this is the first dead celebrity we have covered. So there is no comeback. He will always be seen as a murderer, as a closeted gay man. But I don't think people will truly remember how great of a football player he was. And unfortunately, Odin Lloyd will always be seen as the victim, never really having a chance at his life because he was murdered at 27.
0: And unfortunately, getting overshadowed by the, 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 the quote unquote star power of his killer.
1: Yeah, bro, wow.
0: and and that's so So if he the only legacy I guess you should want from Aaron Hernandez is to be a what's what do they call that a um
1: something story cautionary tale?
0: Yes, a cautionary tale. As what happens when maybe even after you get out of your rough, humble beginnings, your bad environment if you are seeing things go in a, a bad path for a individual, even if it might have, I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say, but it's a cautionary tale. I, I think don't know. it it's also just, needs to be
1: cautionary about CTE. I mean, Aaron was in stage three, which is there's four stages. So here's
0: mm-hmm. he's 20 something years old.
1: Yeah. He's 27. And you know, these tackle football players are putting their life and their brain in danger mm-hmm. over a game. I mean, they get paid so well, but is it some worth it? of them?
0: Exactly, not all of them. So is it worth it for all? Nah,
1: that's I think that's what this conversation. I mean, that's why I'm saying there's so many things that we could have focused more on. We can focus more on the CTE, we can focus more on. The more gay stories, because there is...
0: (laughs) I'm sorry, the the way you say that. The more gay stories.
1: (laughs) And, you know, a lot of places... Not a lot of places. A lot of different things, they focus on one thing, they focus on the other. So I wanted to give, like, a rundown of everything. Um, I liked
0: it. It was very well-rounded, sir.
1: There was a podcast called Sinisterhood, which i didn't listen to it because i'm like they're saying a lot of things i would say so i'm not going to listen to because i don't want to be influenced Mm -hmm. but what i did listen to they i believe they did a four-parter on it and i did not want to do a four-part episode on this i mean maybe in the future we will revisit this and go more in depth but as of right now i think all, all our
0: episodes are going to be one-parters until we feel like we've ran out of ideas
1: to circle back to two-parters. <laughs> no, I feel I, like that's...
0: Like, we'll do this in a few months on that second part.
1: There is also, I mean, this could have been flushed out a lot more.
0: I, the way you're saying it, definitely, especially since you said like four people in this situation wrote a book. Uh, there is that Netflix thing. I haven't watched it. I feel like I, I should now you know but what the funny I don't thing like is crying and when people die i cry
1: okay it's not a funny thing but the odd thing i watched that netflix show before and then when i first started doing the research for this i'm like aaron hernandez not that interesting and then i watched it, i'm like how the hell don't i remember all this shit like i don't sometimes i put shit on just to take a nap like i need noise yeah so i think that was one of the shows but i mean it's really good in my opinion um Aaron's brother did not participate in it and he said well, all the people that appear in it he does not know who they are and they're just like grabbing for fame so that's oh, just a little
0: oh now disclaimer. I have to watch it I have to see who who's the clout chasers
1: I mean they don't really say anything they it's just like it's like an interview and it says like friend and neighbor and
0: but they get an appearance fee
1: yeah yeah that's that's what Jonathan said he said the first thing that was discussed was
0: how much,
1: how much. And he said that did not come off right to him. And if you look up pictures of Jonathan, he, he looks like he could be Aaron's twin. Like they look so similar.
0: I'm gonna look it up while you talk. But uh, so what I was also, cause you're, you're right. Uh, I didn't know much about Aaron Hernandez. I the first time I ever heard about Aaron Hernandez was when they talked about him, killing uh Lloyd and that was just because it was um he was on the Patriots so the headline also was like Patriots player uh suspect and murder and so nobody I didn't know who Aaron Hernandez was but you know the Patriots won all the Super Bowls everything this is when they're still in their peak and everything and so I clicked on the article they're talking about this man what he's done whatever so that's when I heard about the man but besides him being a suspect and now I guess being the killer of somebody he never was You no know, and my my what do you call it my head head my sights what the fuck ever <laughs> I can't get my thoughts together this episode I'm, I'm just fumbling for words
1: it's terrible yeah um I think I felt the same way like obviously I saw it We talked about Aaron Hernandez and I'm like I don't know who that is and he it, it is oh
0: dang much. they do look like twins
1: yeah <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. i was trying to find it
1: his childhood is fascinating his college years i mean and when you think about it all this happened pretty much he died when he committed suicide when he was 20 27 but he was imprisoned at 23 so all this happened so fast and it was mostly just football in his life like he didn't have He didn't really really. have
0: a life except for criminal activity, weed, and football. He he had a hard life. That didn't mean that he deserved to, you know, uh, affect other people's lives so tragically. But he had a hard life himself, which is... It's all sad. It's it's a whole sad story wrapped up and no happy ending. Everybody's affected. The daughter's now affected because you don't have your father. And when you do learn about your father, you'll get the great things. But then when it comes to public perception, or if you let it be known whose daughter you are, you got to think about what she might face.
1: Yeah. And Dr. Phil is pretty much garbage, but Oh, yes, I,
0: he's, oh, trash can, fire. Yeah,
1: I highly recommend watching the interview he did with Shayana Jenkins, just because I don't, there's something so fascinating about her to me.
0: Yeah, I think I'm gonna watch it, just because I, she's one out of everybody that uh, you talked about. She's the most interesting person. Um, that I just kind of... If you say you, she's holding her own, and uh, and but she's defending, but she's not outright defending and I kind of want to see how it looks.
1: Yeah, she she's just told herself very well, and she does toe that line where, you know, she's speaking the truth. She's speaking, I did throw away this bad, but I don't know what was in it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But does she know? Like, I know I would look personally if someone, or I would know what it is.
0: Yeah, but she ain't gonna... I I wouldn't do it either, though.
1: Yeah, I mean...
0: A hundred percent, if you tell me to throw out something, I'm looking in there before I throw it out. But if you ask, I say, of course I didn't look. But I know that you know that I know that I looked...
1: I feel like we can discuss this back and forth for so long, so we do have to end it, unfortunately.
0: Yes, 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 yes. I'm
1: sorry. Um, we like to end every episode on a positive note, and I do feel like we definitely need it for this episode.
0: Um, um, I, I guess I'll go first, because I think you've been going first the last couple
1: episodes, correct? I know I went first the last time. I don't know if I went first a couple episodes. I feel like we switched back and forth. Okay,
0: okay. You'll go first for the next two, then. Uh <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. So, you know, I've been thinking, I've been torn. You know, I had a couple movies. I had a a song. I had a game. But then I just settled for a movie. It's a corny one, but it it got me thinking because I was watching um, these YouTube commentary videos. It's a lot of people on YouTube where you can't show the movie, of course, but they watch the movie and they give their commentary and they're hilarious and they're funny. Uh, The two people I watch the most are Kenny J.D., and Jamie French. They're they're funny. But neither one of those were watching uh, Aquamarine. That was somebody else. I think her name is Trin Lowell or something. And I used to love Aquamarine. I mean, it made no sense why I loved a movie about a mermaid, because I don't even like swimming or any of those things. But me and my sisters, um, uh, Asada and Nadir, we used to watch it all the time. And As I was re-watching it, I realized how terrible it was, but (laughs) it just made me um, nostalgic because a lot of times nowadays, because of jobs and being in different places and just not having the time that you used to, I don't sit around with my, my sisters or my brother or my mother and watch videos and movies like we used to. Like we used to sit pop it into the playstation or whatever console we had at that time and we used to sit and watch movies we used to go to family video we used to go to blockbuster and everybody spread out and get a movie we used to do that stuff religiously so it takes you back yeah it really did take me back now some of the jokes were still funny you know whatever whatever but of course it, it wasn't the movie that you watch as a 27 year old but it uh it just made me really just uh you want to slow down you want to flash back to better times when you had more money or less bills
1: yeah. <laughs> So yeah i've never it. seen that movie and to be honest i don't plan on seeing it but yeah. <laughs>
0: do you know who's in it i should tell you who's in it
1: no i do not
0: uh sarah paxton i don't know if you know her but she's i don't it. know her she's like one of those uh white blonde girls who plays the the either really nice uh white blonde girl in the movie or the really mean white blonde girl in the movie this was a good one then you got emma roberts you know from the roberts dynasty
1: scream queens
0: Yeah, scream queens and then you got jojo from the the jojo Seawall. <laughs> no not oh. JoJo this, this is uh this is the first famous jojo you know um too little too late get out
1: oh yeah it's that
0: jojo the singer and so uh sarah paxton is a mermaid but then she gets legs whenever she's not in water they get a wish bullshit bullshit but it's you know it's one of those nice movies that if you have kids and you don't want to watch them spongebob you could put that down on the screen Mm -hmm. i don't know
1: i i I don't have kids but if i did i feel like you know i
0: I don't i mean just because i'm talking to you don't mean i'm just talking to you jose like damn I'm, I'm, I'm talking to other people that might have kids or pets who like watching bitches that, with that, mermaid tails.
1: That, no, I am the one you're talking to right now.
0: I ain't got no kids. Well, damn. You, you act like you Some, ain't got nieces and nephews. Like Sometimes damn.
1: I forget we're recorded and I just think we're having a conversation.
0: Because in real life, you will shut the fuck, you will shut the conversation down if it ain't got nothing to do with something you like that's why that is,
1: that is true it's one of my many tops of traits
0: <laughs> at least at least you can be self-aware
1: yes um
0: all right gone hang gone with your born. I'm just joking <laughs> what's your media Jose
1: I've been really I always I need to do more research on media because it's always the hardest part for me really um yeah it really is the hardest part but I guess my media this also say this year this week is the alien movie franchise you know
0: oh really
1: the xenomorphs the sigourney weaver movies yes i have always loved those movies i love the first one especially but i love all of them i mean people can say some of them are horrible but it's i don't know i guess it's because it's a monster flick that i love it and there's just so much to the aliens i even like read some of the comic books because they have comic books out there which are interesting and i have some of the books like that tell more about their story and it's just i would always remember like as a kid me and my brother hardly ever watch the same movies like he likes more actiony movies and i like I don't know, better movies. And <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was about to say cerebral or something because I knew it was going to be an insult. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like monster flicks, like Alien, was something that we could come to a compromise. Wow. So it's something we always watch together. And I remember when Alien versus Predator came out, I was like, oh no, Alien's going to win. He's like, no, Predator's going to win. it's just <laughs> like something that I used to watch it kind of reminds me of like sunday shows now i do stuff on sundays but before i would always watch like these trappy sci-fi movies um like you know octopus versus giant shark or whatever which
0: Uh, yeah (laughs) stupid.
1: to me alien is a higher quality of those because it has a such a rich backstory and so much more things in it but at the end of the day it is a monster film (laughs)
0: I was gonna say I haven't watched. Okay, so I only know a couple things about Alien. I one that Sigourney Weaver's in it, and I love her because she's in other things I like, and the whole popping out the stomach thing. But the, yeah, I, I would chest. Oh, it's the chest. It's not even the stomach.
1: No, it's Damn, the chest.
0: Killed her. Um, but <laughs> even I wouldn't categorize it as just like a monster flick because I think what I what I think even without seeing it, I would consider like a uh, alien, like a cult class classic that was like actually filmed in a good way. I think yes. some of those monster flicks are like those low quality, like low budgety, but they still make you, they still entertain you type films.
1: Those I feel are... like
0: alien entertains you, but was also made well.
1: Yes. But any monster flick, I, I, if there's a marathon on of like alligator versus octopus or whatever, or Sharknado, I'm going to watch them. It's, I don't know why. It's one of my guilty pleasures. I would just sit there and I watch a marathon of them.
0: Yeah, uh, not, uh, I can't, not really. I like some bad movies, but if it's one of those monster ones, I'll watch it for a second to see like an outrageous kill happen and then I'll turn it. Like I turned on Sharknado for a second and saw the shark fly out of their tornado and eat a bitch and go back in the tornado. And I was satisfied. I flicked it off right after. Okay.
1: You know? So this is turning into more of crappy movies, but alien does not have bad acting, but there's something about the bad acting <laughs> in those crappy movies that I love.
0: Um, I love bad acting. That's why the room got so popular. That's why I love the room. Never it's seen it. Ter- it's terrible acting, but it's, the best worst film you'll ever watch.
1: Isn't? That's a book first, right?
0: Nah, that man couldn't. Let me shut the fuck up. I was going to say that man couldn't write a book. He could, probably, but I wouldn't want to read it.
1: I'm pretty sure The Room is a book.
0: Siri, bring up The Room, the book. Nah, bruh. Somebody else wrote something called Room, though.
1: Oh, I, I thought that's what you were talking about.
0: Nah, it's called the room, not the it's
1: it's the. <laughs> okay, we gotta end this episode. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, My bad, my bad, my bad. Thank you guys for listening.
0: Thank you guys for coming out. Please make sure you tip your waitresses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you want to reach us on Twitter, it's Savior. Sorry, but the your is spelled you are. Anywhere else, Instagram, Gmail. If you want to send us a dollar too? It's Savior. Sorry, just spelled like the podcast. Thanks again. It's been wonderful.
0: It's been real.
1: (laughs) See see you guys (laughs) next time. Bye.
0: Bye.